Hello, and welcome to On Walking the Way. Today we're going to continue our walk through Advent, part three. And we're going to talk today about the first appearance of the king. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And from John we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And from Paul we read, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Here we see Luke, John, and Paul all describing the birth of Jesus. Each one focuses on a different aspect of this little baby's arrival. Luke tells us he was born in an insignificant place, in an insignificant town, in an insignificant country to an insignificant young girl. This earth-shattering event was announced to nameless, almost certainly illiterate, shepherds who could not even record this event for posterity. And yet, this child was born to be the savior of the world. This is truly great news of joy for the whole world, but there's more. This tiny child is the word of God, according to John's Gospel. He was with God in the beginning, and he was God. All things were made through him, and life was in him. And this life was the light of men. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. John concludes this portion of his Gospel with this statement. This tiny, insignificant babe was God. He was the creator. He was life itself laying helpless in a manger. 
God had become one of us. God has joined in our struggles and our lives by becoming one of us and living and dying with us. But much more importantly, living and dying for us. Now Paul gives us a glimpse of what this looked like from the perspective of the eternal Son of God, who, though he was in the form of God, did not cling to this equality with God, but he humbled himself by taking on the form of man, and not just a man, a servant. But he didn't stop there. He served us to the point of death. And because of that humility and sacrifice and love for others, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above all names. Jesus is Lord of all. And this king, before whom every person shall bow, is the same child we find in the manger. Now, as we reflect on the lengths that God has gone to save us from our sin and give us new life, and as we consider the selfless, humble love the Eternal Son demonstrated in taking on human form in Jesus, how are we to reflect this life to the world today? The life that the eternal Son of God took on was no life of luxury or glory or fame. It was the life of a nobody in the Middle East 2,000 years ago, a boy that I am sure grew up with whispers about his parentage in the tiny town of Nazareth. He knew political oppression, he knew poverty and endless hard work. But this boy grew into a man that served everyone he met and ultimately gave his life for the whole world. As we consider our own life, how do we reflect the value that Jesus has put on us as we interact with the people we meet? Will we follow the way of Jesus in setting aside our benefit for the benefit of others today? Will we share the gift of God in Jesus to the world he was sent to save? To have a true and living faith is to act in harmony with our belief. True faith can't be passive. Our belief in this gift, which is given to us in Jesus, will not allow it, because to truly believe in a gift this great changes everything. God has become one of us in Jesus. He gave himself so that we may live with him forever. This is Christmas. And this story is now our story. Let's close with something from 1 John here. And this is the testimony that God gave us. Eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Have a very joy-filled Christmas wherever you are, remembering that 2,000 years ago, in a humble manger, a child was born. He was born to be one of us. He was born to suffer, born to die, born to be raised again, born to give us life eternal 
and born to rule forever. Amen. And may we all live worthy of this gift as we celebrate this blessed season and await the return of the King of Kings. Have a great weekend.